Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron podcast. Somehow the Black Squadron podcast has returned. I'm BP and back with Todd once again this week. How you doing, my man? Good to be here. We are excited this week because we are knee-deep in Bad Batch, so we decided to do an entire Bad Batch episode. I know there are people who listen to this who know exactly who they are, but I know there's people who listen to this that have no idea. So we're going uh, to try to cover a lot of ground on who Clone Force 99, a.k.a. the Bad Batch, is. So before we get into that, once again, folks, we have a new website, BlackSquadronPodcast.com. Check it out. Uh, people today, as of recording, have really jumped in to our email notification setup. So you can go to our website. You can listen to our shows there, just right on your desktop. You can see of our Black Squadron Podcast figure of the week, which we change every week. Uh, and you can sign up via email to get notified when new podcasts are available. So people have been doing that quite a bit today, which is exciting. So thanks, everybody, for going to that. And then lastly... And I'll let Todd talk. <laughs> uh, last week, I, on the fly, said we were going to do a Kenobi novel giveaway for those people who left us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a review. Shoot a screenshot at us on Twitter. And uh, you'll be entered to win this book, which is exciting. If you haven't read the book, it's solid. So, uh, Todd, what do, you, what do you say we hop right into Hollow Knight Headlines? <laughs> All right, so starting off, we got a little bit of Kenobi news, a little casting news. So Deadline is reporting that Maya Erskine is joining the Kenobi cast in a supporting role for at least three episodes. For those who aren't familiar with her, she's best known as being the co-creator and star of the comedy show Pen15. I haven't seen Pen15. Have you I have watched Pen15? I remember seeing trailers for it. Her and her, her co-star are adults living in middle school and like going through like their middle school years, but it's like their adult selves surrounded by like children. So I don't know if that means that she's going to come in as a, a comedic role or if this is going to be something where she comes in as a, a little segue into a serious role. Who knows? I'm always anytime we get casting news, it's always exciting. You get more of an idea of what we might see from the Kenobi show. Uh, always, always exciting to get. Good news. Good uh means we're getting more and more closer to hopefully seeing some stuff about the Kenobi show. I can't wait. I'm really dying for more information for this show. I'm curious to see. I mean, it might be a little too early because they're just starting production really this month. Mm-hmm. If we get anything for May 4th, like remember when they started production on I think Last Jedi, they did that little tease like, hey, we're on location, we're filming. Last Jedi is coming. Mm-hmm. So I'd be curious to see if they do something because they are in production or getting ready to start production. If they do something similar where like, you know, someone comes out, Deborah Chow bangs the action or something. We see Ewan in the Kenobi yeah. regalia. And then it says like Kenobi coming on this date. That's honestly, I think that was, that would be all it would take it would just be a picture of Ewan as Obi-Wan. And with the Kenobi logo on it. And everybody would lose their mind. Yeah. Like you just, just seeing you and again in the full Kenobi outfit, the beard, the hair, the whole entire Star Wars fandom would just lose their collective mind. I would be very pleased. <laughs> uh, in gaming news, we are getting the next chapter in the ILM X-Lab VR game, Tales from Galaxy's Edge. So this is going to be part two. It comes out later this year. And it's actually bringing Doc Onder into the VR experience. And he's basically going to be recruiting you for a job. It's going to feature two new tales. We haven't really gotten any details about those yet. And it's going to build upon the story from part one. So for those, and I can't believe we forgot to mention this last week in our gaming episode about all the VR stuff. For those who aren't familiar, ILM X Lab put out Vader Immortal. Is it two years ago at this point, maybe? Yeah, it was right before it was they announced that right around celebration. So yeah, two years ago now. So Vader Immortal came out. You basically played a, a VR version where you were in Vader's castle and I haven't played it yet. I don't have anything to play VR. I don't have an Oculus Quest. I don't have a PlayStation VR, unfortunately. Yeah, Cam Cam is um, a big uh, Oculus guy. He he's played quite a few of these games. And he's a big fan. I've been tempted to get it just for this because the it looks so cool and I know we've talked a lot about how Squadrons is 
basically a, a Star Wars flight simulator. This is, I think, the closest you get to like being in Star Wars and, and using a lightsaber and, and fighting people and, and all that. So it's cool to see that, you know, they're still putting out VR content. Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, a little easier to get a Oculus or get some kind of VR compatible thing for these because I'd love to play them at some point just to try it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to buy a whole Oculus setup just for that. I've only played one VR game for Star Wars and it was Battlefront 2015 had a randomly had a, a VR mode, uh, X-Wing mode, and my boss actually brought his <laughs> PlayStation and his VR set up to work one day and we played it uh, my first time ever playing it and i beat his high score <laughs> it's because you're just gifted when it comes to, to battlefront the force is strong with you <laughs> and a little more gaming news uh there continues to be rumors about a possible kotor remake so knights of the old republic seems to constantly be in the news nowadays it's funny we uh, got we got a dm and on instagram from a couple people sending us the link to that news <laughs> like after our episode. <laughs> so this news report comes from Bloomberg reporter uh, Jason Schreier during an interview with Ben Hansen of MinMax. It's going to be allegedly Aspire is going to be handling it. They're the ones that have handled a bunch of Star Wars ports. They did the Racer port. They've done Republic Commandos coming to the PS4 and Switch. It sounds more from this report, and again, nothing's really been confirmed, confirmed. So until, until you see it on StarWars.com, you always take everything with a grain of salt. But it sounds like this is going to be more of a remake than a straight port. So I don't know if it's going to be a complete graphics overhaul, if it's going to be going in and, and touching up story elements, or if it's just going to be, here's KOTOR brought to the newer systems. Have fun. Go crazy with it. Either way, it'll sell. Oh, it'll it'll easily sell. It'd be cool to see because really right now, I mean, you can only play it on Xbox and mm. PC and it's the dated versions, which they're great story. Graphics don't really hold up. The combat is not for everybody because it's very much a uh, time based. So like you, you pause before an engagement, mm. you decide what attacks you want to use, and then you go into a turn based kind of combat system. Not everybody loves that. The story's great, but sometimes that combat element can, can turn can turn people away. So it'll be interesting to see if they decide to overhaul that and make it a little more accessible to just a, a wider gaming audience. Yeah, I, I fully believe they'll make it definitely more accessible for sure. A couple of publishing news. So this was just announced today, I believe. Uh, today is in the day of our recording. Uh, we are getting another collector's edition of the Thrawn Ascendancy novels, and these are beautiful. Gorgeous. I remember the first one that came out. It's, I believe it's out of print publishing is the one that are, are putting them out. Mm -hmm. And they did one for Chaos Rising. This one's going to be for greater good. So the second novel in the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Mm -hmm. And it has Thrawn in full Chiss military regalia, looking regal as anything. <laughs> I want, like, I saw the picture, mm -hmm. the cover art. And I was like, I want this to put above a fireplace. Like, yeah, for that, sure. That's how good. Like when you, if you think of like murder mystery kind of movies, like Knives Out kind of thing. And like the people who have those portraits of themselves above their fireplace. I saw that and that's immediately what I thought of. I was like, this is fireplace worthy. You might actually painting. be able to get the poster version significantly cheaper than the book version. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, and this was the, the thing with the first one. These are really more for people who are big book collectors. Yeah. Uh, it is $150. It's limited to only 750 copies, and you can start pre-ordering on August 10th. So at least you have a little bit of time to save up before you, uh, before pulling the trigger on that one. It's gorgeous, and we'll, we I think we either have or we will post some pictures of it on our Discord. So links in all of our bio, social media bios to join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we also got some information about the July release of the War of the Bounty Hunters comic crossover event because we're <laughs> always getting news about this crossover, it seems. The comics coming out in July include War of the Bounty Hunters number two, Star Wars number 15, Dr. Aphra number 12, Bounty Hunters number 14, and Darth Vader number 14. Uh, each comic's basically going to expand upon the previous one, and it sounds like we may be getting some great characters making a return, so... Maybe a couple of uh, bounty hunters making making an appearance again in the comics. Um, this is crazy. I'm excited like, about this thing, man. This is like this is the biggest comic event I can think of in the last like five years. It's huge. I can't even I can't remember anything Star Wars related that has had this much tie in from different material that 
you really have to have all of these different storylines, it sounds like, to kind of understand the big picture yeah. story for this comic. Yeah, I know in 2015 when they re-brought Star Wars back out and then they brought Vader with it, and there was the crossover between that and then Vader down, and that was exciting. This is like a whole new level. Like There are so many. Just for War of the Bounty Hunters, number one, <laughs> it's like 60 covers. Uh, this is, this is bananas. Oh, the alpha. Yeah. Alpha, for the yeah. alpha one. Yeah. I, I'm so excited. Yeah, I keep seeing, this. I keep seeing a new cover come up from a different, like different distributor every other day. Literally. And they all look amazing. Like I haven't seen a single cover that I don't like. Yeah. Like every single one of them is either got characters I love <laughs> or is a, a gorgeous version of, of Boba Fett or yeah. has some cool action scene. Like it's, I can understand why people are variant cover collectors mm-hmm. because just seeing the amount of variants for this whole crossover event mm-hmm. makes me like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not because, <laughs> my, you know, I have enough collecting with other stuff mm-hmm. and my wallet, I think, would would kill me if if I if I did that. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't have so much room. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know where I would put them and I have to figure out how I'm going to display Cause I'm already getting at least one of all of the, the, the storyline ones just to understand what's going on. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to display all of those. So I, I display my comics. Uh, like I cycle through my comic collection of what I display throughout the year. Uh, but I use hard plastic magazine top loaders. So it's like a top loader for a car, but just a massive size. And I, mm-hmm. I put them on my wall by using three M strips. So I have like a comic gallery wall right here beside me where it's, looks pretty cool <laughs> and it's just I was gonna a, say that's a... it's very easy to cycle them in and out there's no permanent there's no holes in the wall it's 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 uh it's great so i'll so definitely you're giving, you're giving me ideas now like i have half the wall star wars and then the other half is batman dc comics related it's funny because I, I haven't actually switched out the star wars for a while there's i have the star wars number one from 77 up there and then i have darth vader number three which is the first afra high republic number one I have the Tony Moore, who was the original Walking Dead artist. Uh, he did a Star Wars cover for number seven, which was the Obi-Wan uh, issue. And I'm obsessed with the action figure variants, uh, the Star Wars action figure variants. So I have a million of those. Oh, and actually speaking of that, and High Republic, he's doing a couple action figure variants for High Republic too, starting next month. So more, more things for me to buy. <laughs> it never <laughs> ends. Yeah, well, speaking of that, let's hop into the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. All right, so Cargo Hold's brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Check out uh, everything you possibly could want in terms of Star Wars collecting at uh, skywardfunsupply.com and make sure you are using code BSP10 to save 10%. All right, so we got some we got some new goodies coming to us this week. I was shocked by this and blown away and excited and happy. All of it. There is. Do you remember the Clone Wars packaging for the three and three quarter inch line? Like in, I want to say 2000 something. Uh, it was probably when the Clone Wars movie came out around yeah, 2008 ish. Yeah. Well, they are bringing that packaging back, but for black series, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm a sucker for awesome packaging. I think we talked about that here in the last couple of weeks, but uh, so we're getting Clone Wars, Anakin, Obi-Wan, uh, clone pilot, Hawk, arc trooper, echo, I think that's the only four right now. The only negative is that they're target exclusives. Uh, <laughs> I I hate exclusives, man. Just because they're so like I can never find anything in store because at least the target where we live yeah. never has anything stocked on the pegs ever. And unless you're ready to go right as they drop mm. online, it's a nightmare to try and get them. So that's I'm. I really wish these were more readily accessible mm-hmm. because this whole Lucasfilm 50th has been a beautiful collection and all the packaging has been fantastic because it's all been a version of a, a figure that was released previously as far as the packaging goes. So Phantom Menace had the gorgeous Phantom Menace card backs that we saw from those original three and three quarter line. This Clone Wars line has got that amazing packaging, but these are going to be a pain to try and find if you don't have a good target near you or you're not ready to get them as soon as they drop. I'm getting so tired of pre-ordering. Like if, just for example, right now I have the retro Din Djarin pre-ordered on Amazon and it says July for delivery. 
And I go on to the internet and I see people finding them in the store, like in April. <laughs> What's going on? It's stated to the point where why pre-order anything? Because you're, you're just, unless it's from literally from Skyward Fun Supply, you're going to see it in the store well before you even get your pre-order. Well, and if you get anything, like the biggest reason why I don't get things from Amazon is the care with which they package mm-hmm. anything, especially if you are a, a carded figure collector mm-hmm. is just not there. Whereas someone like Skyward Fun Supply, you always get a nice, clean, crispy looking figure. I mean, I never have to worry about anything I order from from them because it always comes in perfect condition. And that peace of mind is all worth it for me. I will say that in full Star Wars collecting nerd confession that I have ordered one from Skyward too. <laughs> and I order things from Amazon that I plan to open because of that very reason. Because Amazon usually sends it in a plain envelope. <laughs> So if it's an opening, Amazon. Um, and then what else? Oh, this new R2-D2 Lego collector set coming. Have you seen this? This thing's bananas. It's I am so in love with this thing. Available May 1st. It consists of 2,314 pieces, 12 and a half inches tall, 7 and a half inches wide, and it's got 6 inches of girth. Uh, the dome rotates. The body has several hidden gadgets, arms, and comes with Luke's saber from Return of the Jedi. It's at a paltry $199.99. It's awesome. I, I really didn't expect this at all. And I was just on Instagram, I think it was, like 7 in the morning scrolling, and I saw it. And I stopped and watched, I think, three times before like clicked that it was this massive R2-D2 Lego set. So I remember seeing like rumors about this coming out, but mm-hmm. seeing the final product and what we're getting, I, I think I'm going to get this one at least to have it for May 4th, probably pop over to the local Lego store and pick it up if it's available just because one, it's a fantastic looking Lego set. The fact that you get Luke's saber from return of the Jedi and he's got the mm-hmm. little compartment that it sits in. Mm-hmm. I was like that, that alone has me sold on it. The The fact that he's got, the third uh, leg that comes down for his little rolling travel mode, Mm -hmm. Uh, all the hidden arms. I love it. I haven't been too big into Lego. Um, I've started to get more into it again. And it's some of these pieces that are coming out are are really fantastic. And I think this is going to be another great, if you're a collector or a Lego collector, a great addition to your collection. It's, it's bananas what art, what Lego is able to do. I know it's literally a block building, but the fact that they can do things like this is just mind blowing. Um, I'm excited to live in the era of Lego. <laughs> um, is it, there's a Lego store on the Harbor, right? National Harbor. I think so. I usually go to the one over in Tyson's. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, fun fact, Todd and I are going on a toy hunt tomorrow. I'm excited for that. I'm going to be, adding more Boba Fett to my collection. I just got the black series one. So figure why not get some uh, three and three quarters and then add those to the collection. Yeah. We're going to a vintage toy store tomorrow um, that has everything. I met this guy at a comic con a couple of years ago and he's been, a, he's been a good, a good dude. So we're going to go check out his store and uh, throw some business his way. Um, and in terms of new toys, the another thing that we're getting is a uh, Mayfax. They revealed a six inch IG 11 and it comes with quite a few accessories. Most notably, the optional chest thermal detonator. <laughs> Do not self-destruct. We're finding our way out of this. And a bag with Grogu in it. The pictures look, when I first saw it, I thought it maybe it was a, it was a quick glance that it would maybe a sideshow. It looked that good. If you guys are into Mayfix, what are these, six inches tall? They're just like a super fancy black series, in my opinion. But the packaging looks really cool, too. <laughs> Yeah, this this one and the SH Figure Arts one are just I don't the Black Series one. I've got it. I don't love it because it's basically just IG eighty eight with a couple extra accessories. Like the 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 sculpt is off. The hands are completely wrong. So I think I might pick up this one because he's got like he's got the tray that that you see when he's uh, bringing drinks to them towards the end of season one of The Mandalorian. He's got the little thermal detonator in his chest. He's got a bag with Grogu in it. Like all those extra accessories. I was like, "Mm, yeah, this might be, uh, they're, they're a little pricier than your standard black series, Mm -hmm. but this just for the, the 
fact that it's a little more accurate, mm-hmm. I might go ahead and get this one. Yeah, Mafex, they, they don't mess around. They, they put out some quality stuff. Um, and then lastly, Bandai with another f- couple Mandalorian model kits. So they're putting out two new Din Djarin Beskar kits, one with chrome-coated plastic and one that isn't. And then we are getting two Razorcrest model kits. They're probably the same scale, I imagine, as some of their other ship mm, yeah. model sets. Um, I know they've got like two different scales that they, they do. Like you have the, I think it's one forty second scale and one 100 and something scale. When does the so not, one come out? I don't remember. That that I don't know. That I actually didn't pull the trigger on because I that was, I was very I was very on the fence about it. <clears throat> and part of me really wanted to get it. But I was also like, I have nowhere to put that if I get it because it's huge. Yeah, that it's was enormous. Issue. The only reason I didn't space issue. But I'm also kind of glad I didn't because spoiler alert. It ain't around no more. <laughs> yeah, it's <he> gone. <laughs> Of course, I picked up the Vintage Collection Slave 1, though. So I'm like, well, you know, I didn't get the the Razor Crest, but I, I picked up Slave 1. So I guess I'm not really solving that space issue. Before we move on, did you get anything new this week? I don't think I did in terms of Star Wars. Oh, uh, I mean, I got the new Star Wars Insider. The cover is pretty cool. I, I tweeted that. <laughs> Other than that, I don't think I got anything new Star Wars. It was my uh, first full week back to work in a while. So uh, I was busy. You've been... Uh... Been, been grinding away catching up on everything <laughs> yeah it's uh it's been weird actually so yeah i haven't picked up anything like tomorrow i guess we'll we'll get some stuff i know we'll, we'll definitely probably get some stuff tomorrow i got two things and funny enough they're both boba fett related <laughs> i picked up the bandai boba fett model kit because i was at target just killing time the other weekend and saw it i've been thinking about getting it for who knows how long at this point. So I was like, all right, we're going to get it. We're going to pull the trigger on this one. So I've got that. And then I got the return of the Jedi Boba Fett black series figure, which other than the helmet issues with it. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, like the helmet comes in a little squished and it's because for whatever reason, Hasbro's decided to start doing face sculpts for clone troopers and uh, Boba Fett have the same thing. They put a face sculpt. It doesn't have any like paint to it or anything. Like it's not, Tim Morrison's face underneath of it. It's just a, a sculpt. So because of that, whenever they put the helmet on uh, and it was still hot plastic, it yeah. shrank. Basically, it's it smushed it. So the the helmet comes out a lot thinner and a lot skinnier on the sides. Easy fix. Heated it up. Squish that guy right out. Looks fantastic. But other than that, the <laughs> fact that we still have to fix things, though, I was like, you know, come on, Hasbro. Yeah, I know. Uh, I saw some a bunch of people have had that issue, and it's like you said, it's been a super easy fix. But I did remember something I did get, and I believe you got something as well. Um, Padawan Bear patches. Oh yes. Um, I got the Obi Wan capsule patch, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Kenner. I got a four inch, just says Kenner. Um, and I also ordered what Todd got, which is the it says it's got the Star Wars Vintage Collection logo, but it says Star Wars Action Figure Collector which is incredible. And I can't wait to put it on a hat and wear it every single day. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're the one that introduced me to Padawan pair patches. They are super cool. And I've been meaning to just get, I've got a couple patches and I want to put mm-hmm. together a patch and pin uh, vest because one thing that I've somehow developed out of celebration 2019 was a pin collecting problem. <laughs> so now I have like, I have a cork board full of pins and I've got two celebration lanyards mm-hmm. covered in like mostly Boba Fett and Mandalorian pins. But there, the pin, if you've never taken like a dive into some of these like pin makers, that is a whole other collecting world. Mm-hmm. And the art that comes out of those is fantastic. Like though, that's been some of my favorite collecting mm-hmm. outside of figure collecting, just because it, the amount of creativity and the amount of uniqueness that every pin has. I've, I've loved pin collecting and that all came out of the, the, regular pin collecting from celebration yeah i i didn't go pen i went patches for some whatever reason patches hooked me um i found padawan patches first on ebay randomly and then i found them on instagram and kind of made a friendship with him and then started to support his etsy shop his prices are ridiculously low the quality is insane free shipping and it comes really fast and he's such a nice dude he sent me a christmas card that had a free star wars merry christmas patch in it like you got to support people like this. He's, he's, he's a great dude. So Padawan patches on Instagram, check them out. Good stuff. 
All right, so now let's hop into the Bad Batch, a.k.a. Clone Force 99. The cavalry has arrived! All right, so Clone Force 99, who are they? What are they? A.k.a. the Bad Batch. So, like every single clone, they're from Kamino. <laughs> the commanding officer is Clone Sergeant Hunter, and he looks, people think he looks a lot like Rambo, uh, but he is actually designed after a character from Predator. Uh, they can never remember the name of, but he was the bad guy in Roadhouse. <laughs> that I know. Then Echo is the second in charge, essentially. He's added later, and we'll get into that too. And then followed up by the Commandos, Wrecker, Crosshair, and Tech. So Clone Force 99, also known as Bad Batch, they were created for the Star Wars Clone Wars television series and appeared in the seventh season of the Clone Wars as many of you know, Clone Wars ended many years ago, and then Clone Wars saved, came back for Season 7, blew all of our minds, and the Bad Batch officially made their debut. Um, they were created by George Lucas, who came up with the idea of the Bad Batch. He wanted to explore the idea where clones were a little bit more unique from one another um, and had enhanced skills. So you wanted like a superhero, special forces. Clone Force 99 was set to appear in an arc of the Clone Wars before it was canceled the first time around. And in that arc, the clones fought against Babwa Venomore, a Trandoshan Separatist leader. The clip of that was actually debuted and shown to us at Celebration in uh, Celebration Anaheim in 2015. And that's how I discovered the Bad Batch. I found the, that particular clip on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, it's partially unfinished animation. Um, it's really neat, and a lot of the stuff in those in that clip made it into the four episodes of season seven. Um, slightly different. Some were spot on. Um, so if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out because it's really cool. Why are they called Clone Force 99? Um, there was a underdeveloped clone, I guess, called 99. Uh, malformed maintenance duty clone. He died in defense of Kamino uh, from the Separatist invasion. He was beloved by all the clones. Um, so the Bad Batch named themselves after him. It's beloved by the fandom. Yeah, but beloved by the fandom, for sure. And if you want to cry, watch that particular episode. So the, the Bad Batch themselves are, like I said before, they are unique uh, in terms of abilities. They were Their genetics were messed with the touch to try to get some sort of special abilities out of them, and it, and it worked. The only backdraw in terms of the Republic slash Empire is that they do have a mind of their own, and they didn't follow directions very well. So who are they? Clone Trooper Wrecker. He's an enhanced muscular guy. So he's the big boy. Classic big dummy, lovable dummy trope. But I, I don't even care. I know it's a cliche. I love him. I'm a big Wrecker guy. Uh, Crosshair, he is um, he is exceptional vision and he is the sniper. Tech, I think you guys can probably work this one out on your own. He is the tech guy. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, Hunter. Um Hunter's abilities are still a little confusing to me. He has enhanced sensory abilities that allow him to sense electromagnetic signals. And if I remember from season seven, did, did they say he could sense people's feelings, kind of like the Force-esque? I don't know if he can sense feelings. I know they he because in season seven in the in the Bad Batch arc, they were trying to find Echo, and basically he could like sense the signals from where they were keeping Echo, I guess the, the electromagnetic signals that were coming from the facility that they were keeping, or mm-hmm. I guess they didn't know it was Echo at the time. There was a yeah, yeah. a signal that they were following. So he was able to sort of sense that. Yeah. Rex was con- that presence. Rex was convinced that it was Echo and he was right. So we Met them through Commander Cody, who worked on them, worked with them on occasions, and that's how they told us that the Bad Batch didn't really report to anybody. So they kind of just their own thing, go where they need to be and do what they need to do, kind of deal. They do refer to regular clones as regs, which rubs the regular clones the the wrong way. Whether they mean it to, I'm sure Crosshair absolutely means it to be a, a jerk thing, but everybody else, I think, is just kind of a on the fence about it. I always love the way that clone troopers kind of dunk on each other. Yeah, because you've got like the seasons ones called the new ones shinies. Yeah, you've got bad batch calls everybody else regs because they're special. Mm-hmm. Like just it, it seems like 
Asa try uh, desperately to separate themselves from each other. Well, it gives them a sense of uniqueness, but it also reminds me of sort of the different military branches kind of always, yeah, you know, respecting each other, but still poking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I know I grew up in a, in a military household and uh, anytime the army Navy game was on, we would like, if I had buddies that were army supporters, we would, we would just poke at each other. Uh, our very so, own, ask our very own Slade, who was a veteran, how he feels about the air force sometime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so we first meet the Bad Batch at the Battle of Anaxis uh, in Season 7 of the Clone Wars. Um, they use, they help Rex and Cody infiltrate a Separatist cyber center. Um, this is, they do something, I think it was Episode 1, Plan 82. And this is what really kicked off my love for the Bad Batch. Because right off the bat, they showed you that they are not regular clones. That they're going to do what, what needs to be done to get the job done, regardless of safety uh, or reason. So Plan 82 was simply just Wrecker picks up a big piece of a wrecked ATAT and uses it as a shield and rushes the enemy while everyone else shoots from behind. The hunter throws a ion grenade up in the sky, Crosshair shoots it out of the air, and then Wrecker literally hand-to-hand combats robots. Does that make sense? Eh. <laughs> Did it work? Yes. The hand-to-hand combat always cracks me up because they're, they're basically just punching straight up metal. Yeah. And they vibro knives against the yeah. droid. <laughs> it kills me. It works, I guess, I suppose. So yeah, playing 82, that literally killed me when that first happened. I, I loved it. I, and classic, classic wrecker. Boom! Boom! Um, you could tell Anakin dug their style. Because Anakin has always been a little unorthodox. As we know. <laughs> Uh, Rex, who was always by the book for the most part, you could tell he was uncomfortable. But towards the end of their run, he was like, "Okay, these guys are these guys get it." Um, there's a clip that I love where they're up high, and, they, and Anakin says, "I hope you're not afraid of heights." And Wrecker says, "He something along the lines, he he just can't stand when he's up high." Well, I'm not scared of nothing. I just when I'm up real high, I got a problem with gravity. I 100% feel that one, buddy. I'm, I am Wrecker, apparently. So they end up finding Echo. They end up getting out of the Nexus. They cause some trouble for some locals, uh, but then help them out of it. It's a whole mess. But anyway, long story short, they save Echo. He's clearly no longer a regular clone. He's different now. So they induct him into the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99. So now we're left with the five that we're going into the first season with. So season one of the Bad Batch, what do we know so far? Not a whole lot other than a couple of trailers. I mean, the the trailers we've seen have brought some familiar faces. The most recent trailer, we see them doing a little training session. Tarkin comes in. This is before Order 66 and the Republic basically becoming the Empire. So you can... You can tell Tarkin's got his little Tarkin and uh, superiority complex going on. Mm-hmm. And you even saw that when they brought Tarkin in for the earlier seasons of the Clone Wars. He's always got a little bit of you can see where he's going to end up. Mm-hmm. So you can see he he doesn't. He's very follow structure, follow order, follow regimented. He is textbook empire. And the Bad Batch is basically the Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. So he he does not have a whole lot of respect for them see them running some training drills they're on camino we see a child not much really known about who this child is named yeah i've seen speculation some people think that it could be the very last clone created some people think that it could be an early clone of palpatine which i i don't know i don't think they're going to get into palpatine cloning really with the bad batch. I, I do kind of, I could see the whole last clone aspect, I guess, depending on when they introduce this child mm-hmm. only because we know at some point they stop making clones and they switch over to recruiting people to become stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. So it could be a cool, cool thing to explore. If this is the very last clone, it doesn't really look like all the other clones. So it'd be really, I don't cool. really know as if it was a clone of, Tarkin, and that's why because this is this is this is 
I guess a spoiler. This is common knowledge if you've looked at the Wikipedia page or watched the trailer. Omega joins the Bad Batch. The kid joins them, whether it's permanently or on a mission. And they are being hunted by the Empire at this point, the, the Bad Batch, because of their inability to conform to the Empire's mandate, to Tarkin's mandate. Because I guess a lot of the Empire, when Tarkin around, was Tarkin's because he was number two, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, obviously, different elements of the Empire are going to report to different people. But Tarkin's definitely one of the the head honchos yeah. that I guess a lot of these people will report to Vader's obviously going to be able, he can be like, I want these people like they're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see Vader. I mean, that could be a very easy thing. Vader's going and hunting down the bad batch at some point. Um, but going back to this whole idea that they are being hunted for whatever reason, maybe it's because their uniqueness, maybe it's because of their uh, alterations. They are, not subjected to order 66. They don't snap and, and turn evil. Like all the other clones become mindless servants. They still retain some aspect of individuality. So uh, it looks like a lot of the show is going to follow them on the run. And it kind of, it's funny because the first time we ever saw the bad batch, it reminded me of the a team. And the more we've seen for, like the trailers and the plot of these, this show, it reminds me of the A team, like a team of, of soldiers betrayed by their quote unquote country, betrayed by, by their military and forced to become mercenaries on the run. I like the A team. <laughs> so I'm just calling them the star Wars A team. That's, that's, that's how I'm viewing them. Uh, uh, in the trailers. Their, and their van is from fanboys. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> The, the slave two, yeah, slave two is their ride. They, yeah. you know, they, the Bad Batch do have a ship of their own, and it does have an awesome name, and it's escaping me. Um, I'm gonna look that up really quick because it's an, it's a pretty cool name. I want to say it's like something Havoc, Havoc Marauder. Oh, okay. that's the name, that's the name of their ship. I'll take that's it. Cool name. That's a cool. Name. That sounds pretty accurate for them. A couple other characters that show up are Saw Gerrera because we always see Saw. Whenever there's a rebellion, Saul's got to be around. Makes sense. We see Fennec Shand. I'm excited to see Fennec. I think it's going to be cool. We'll see, a, obviously, a younger version of Fennec, still voiced by Ming-Na Wen, who killed it as Fennec in Mandalorian. He's probably going to kill it as Fennec in Book of Boba Fett. Going to kill it in Bad Batch. So <laughs> it'll be cool to see. I guess we'll, we'll sort of get a a bigger timeline picture of Fennec, depending on how much she's in it, because we're going to see right after the clone wars, Fennec, we see post empire Fennec. And then wherever book of Boba Fett picks up, we'll see that version of Fennec. So it'll be cool to kind of in a short period of time, get a lot of development out of this one character. It's crazy. We thought she was done after that shot to the stomach by the broke ass bounty hunter. I can never remember his name because I didn't care for his character. <laughs> Toro Calican. You can't hate on Toro. Toro Calican. There we go. That's his name. <laughs> um, I think one one or two of the Bad Batch will die. Unfortunately, I hope that's not true. I think, it, but based off our past, it's really going to depend on how many seasons they try and get out of this because I don't know if they're doing just one. I could definitely see I them I some, killing off some of them. I hope not. Because <laughs> I know which one is reckless and runs into stuff he shouldn't run into. My guy. <laughs> Let's see. You're here. hoping they don't pull a, pull a Hodor? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be such a weird homage because how Game of Thrones was like such a worldwide phenomenon and then just like completely elim- like disappear from the world. That would be hilarious. If, he, if he's holding a door yelling, Wrecker! Wrecker! <laughs> <laughs> all right so anything else from season I two do. you want you think it happen so i'm curious to see who else shows up because like i said we've seen in the trailers we've seen tarkin we've seen saw Gerrera, we've seen fennec shand we didn't mention this but rex shows up in the trailers i'm curious to see who else we might see i mean this is a time period that is between three and four and they're while they're on the run they're basically going to be in the underworld of star Wars. So, you know, do we see some bounty hunters show up? Or, be a cool way to 
see a young Boba Fett or, or you know, maybe some other Clone Wars. Perhaps an Ahsoka. I don't know. Personally, just because we've seen Ahsoka and so much stuff, I wouldn't mind not seeing Ahsoka in this show. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel like it would be, it would feel too much like a like a a new an extra season of Clone Wars to me, and that was my only hesitation when they announced this show was that I was like, oh, this is just like Clone Wars season eight. Like obviously they still have to tie to Clone Wars, and they're pulling in characters that we've seen in the same style, the same animation look as uh, the, the versions of those characters we saw in the Clone Wars. So it it it'll be hard to not view it. I think as a continuation of Clone Wars. But the less they incorporate some of those big name characters like Ahsoka mm-hmm. into into Bad Batch, the more the show I think will stand on its own and not just an extension of Clone Wars. I wonder if we'll see Palpatine or the Emperor. I know we see in the very first trailer that came out, we saw like the 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 scene from Revenge of the Sith where he is being like the a new the first galactic empire, like mm-hmm. dismantling the Republic. This is how Liberty dies. <laughs> As I said that, I remembered he's on the poster. I'm sure he'll pop up. It, it probably won't be a huge role. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like during this whole time, Palpatine's very like in the shadows. Mm-hmm. No one really sees him. He's like, the, he's the puppet master, you know, he's controlling everything from behind the scenes and has people that are his face to the public. Yeah, I imagine Tarkin's just going to be the big bad, like, the whole season. Definitely, I could see Tarkin, because Tarkin's the one that is branding them enemies of the of mm-hmm. the Empire. So he, I think, is going to be the big bad. They'll probably introduce some character that will serve as, as the more face-to-face big bad. Tarkin will be the big bad, obviously, and then someone who's more boots on the ground big bad, like, whoever's leading the charge to find the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of spoilers, uh, that just reminded me. Yakface posted this. There is a spoiler out there for on the back of a character's toy box, a Black Series box. So don't read any of the toy boxes, <laughs> the backs, because it's a massive spoiler in terms of this show. So I won't say it here, but just know that the back of new black series figures there is a massive spoiler for this particular program it is crazy that we get so many spoilers from toy packaging it's it's madness well and it's i never understood it like why would you put something i get like i get it makes sense yeah when the episodes are out and the story is that's not an issue Mm -hmm. and obviously it takes a lot of time to get these produced and get the packaging correct and and checking it all but because I had it spoiled for me to see something like that, it's like, mm-hmm. like, why, why does this have to exist? Why, why do we need this kind of information on this packaging? Just have the name of the, of the figure and that's it. You don't need a whole little yeah. blurb that talks about it. Yeah. It's like a good paragraph <laughs> explaining a lot of what happens in the show. So obviously the show is animated and all of the Bad Batch are voiced by D. Bradley Baker. So this dude's just sitting in a room talking to himself for months at a time. So that's going to be weird for him if you think, really think about it. But let's have some fun and let's pretend that The Bad Batch was a live action series. Let's pick actors to play the main four, Hunter, Crosshair, Wrecker, Tech. Based off what I've seen Todd's list, he has not seen mine. Um, we are on kind of different wavelengths of who each character is except for one. So I'll talk I'll go first. Um, let, who you got for Hunter? Who, who's the leader? So I don't know if it's just because I've been down a rabbit hole of, of movies from this guy. Nicholas Cage. Or if it, it's a hundred percent Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's actually, if you didn't know the bad batch, they're looking to steal a document from the, from a, from a very important government building the whole time. The text version of the Battlestar plans. Exactly. It's the uh, declaration declaration of the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, my my pick for Hunter, and I don't, maybe it's just the hair, but I would pick Keanu Reeves. And I think it has to do with the fact that I've watched so much John Wick recently for no real reason. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Like Hunter throws vibro knives at people like that's that's something Keanu does in John Wick. I'll, I'll put two and two together right there. 
uh, I will say moving forward that all of our picks, there's no money constraints whatsoever. <laughs> oh, this would be the, the most expensive Disney Plus Star Wars ever. production. Exactly. All right. So my Hunter would be slightly younger. Well, I assume younger. Keanu doesn't age. So there's no knowing how, how old he actually is. Completely a different actor, I would say. But Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was Kick-Ass or Quicksilver. I think he could be a really good commando. Like he'd be a really good hunter. I think he could pull off the hair. He could pull off the face marking slash tattoo. Uh, and I could see him leading a team. I could definitely see that. That's, that's a pretty good, pretty good pick. It's funny. It would have been funny to see him in one division. <laughs> it would have been. Uh, although the other, the other Quicksilver is pretty good too. Uh, I think the last movie I saw him in was the Godzilla movie that came out a few years ago. He has kind of fallen off the face of the planet, hasn't he? So, perfect. We'll get him in the Bad Batch. Hey, he's available. <laughs> All right. Up next, we'll do Crosshair. So, my pick for Crosshair, and it makes sense based off of who all these clones are based off of, mm-hmm. is Tim Morrison. And I was looking at Crosshair without his helmet. He's got the, you know, the gray hair, the grizzled look. And I was like, this 100% makes sense to be Tim Morrison, obviously a younger Tim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, but after seeing him in Mando as Boba Fett and sort of the disgruntled, not disgruntled, but I guess like seasoned <laughs> fed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fed up character, the seasoned version of Boba Fett that we got, I could see him playing a really cool, just chip on my shoulder, grizzled crosshair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I too cast him as if we if we had done Echo as well, I would have had him be Echo for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, you got to have Tim involved um, for my crosshair. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Really? Yeah, he he because he's always got that same haircut just based off hair alone. Um, he's in I cannot remember the name of the movie, but he's just like an awful like person, terrible human uh, so he could do that really well. <laughs> he can also be a hero. We saw him be John Robin-ish in Dark Knight Rises. He was in Inception, I believe. Like he, he has the ability to to do a lot of things. I think he could. Uh, I think he could do it. I believe in Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I actually did not intend to pick people with three names like this. So <laughs> this is coincidental, not on purpose. Um, so sure. next, uh, we'll do tech. Who you got for tech? I had trouble with tech. I don't know if I, I couldn't figure out in my mind, tech is like this, like nerdy, like granola crunch. And then I listened back to watch some clips of tech again. Mm-hmm. And that, that nerdy vision that I've had, that nerdy image of him. I was like that. Nah, that doesn't quite look. Cause I was thinking like, Oh, like a string bean looking dude, like mm-hmm. the guy who plays, um, was it Jim Parsons or yeah, yeah. from big bang theory? I was like, yeah, someone like that, like thin, skinny, like nerdy looking. I was like, nah, that doesn't quite fit. So I just like, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw Jake in there. Let's get the handsome up in this piece. I was like, I could see Jake being like a a you know a, a techie kind of. I mean, look at when he was playing Mysterio. Yeah, that sort of techie. You know, cut the hair right. Mm-hmm. I I could see it working. Yeah. Um, on a non celebrity, and I think it's just because I've seen his cosplay of tech, but Rexing around on Instagram yep. has enough a phenomenal tech cosplay. And the pictures that he's taken, I was like, this is like, this is live action tech right here. Like, this is what you would see with a live action tech. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I also have two for tech. (laughs) Um, I have been a huge fan of this guy. And it's so stupid since Jump uh, Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, the second Jump Street movie. I had never heard of him before then, but I like went down a rabbit hole watching all of his stuff. Um, And then here recently, he's been in public eye. Wyatt Russell who is U.S. agent uh, in Falcon and Captain, or Cap- I guess now Captain America and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. No other reason other than I like him, and he's shown that he can do all kind of different things on screen. So I think that he could fit in and have good chemistry with everyone that I've picked so far. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. When, I, when we first said we were going to do this, and I, the, I don't know why, the first face that popped into my mind for tech and this was the first like casting that popped into my head at all for any of these was Taika Watiti for tech. Oh yeah. Okay. Taika. 
I was on the fence about putting Taika in one of these mm-hmm. roles, and I could see Taika definitely as either either Tech or Taika's personality as Wrecker, not Taika's physicality yeah, 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 as yeah, Wrecker. Yeah. But I would put Taika as like that comedy kind of aspect. Yeah, that that's like Wrecker's personality. Yeah, I mean he's he was Korg, right? He could easily voice voice over somebody because like none of the Darth Mauls that we've seen on screen, like they've never they've never been actor you know it's always been a voiceover so it could work it's just, honestly it. just trying to put tyke in anything that i watched <laughs> um and then last and not least is the the man himself wrecker and we both have the same guy for this <laughs> unintentionally we have the same person and it's jason momoa <laughs> like i think what was it the first abomination of the justice league he literally goes booyah or some shit like that like it was so rare (laughs) and that's what i was thinking when we were doing these these fan castings was him as aquaman him as aquaman is is you know muscles big muscly guy but also just like the the snarky uh kind of crass humor that we we sort of get from from wrecker Mm -hmm. that that big meathead kind of humor that's that's what i get with aquaman and that's i was like we're putting Jason Momoa in it. <laughs> I had a number two for this too, and it was Dave Bautista. That's an yeah, that's another one. Like just based physically, yeah, physical appearance alone, dude looks like Wrecker. <laughs> someone, someone get him cosplaying as Wrecker. That'd be really cool. I love Bautista. He's so, he's so funny. Like we don't see a lot of that, but he's he's a funny funny dude, and he's from DC. What's up? Is he really? Yeah, he's from DC. Huh? He uh, you know? he got into wrestling because he was a bouncer at the um what's the club down beside the arena kevin one there's a club down there i can never remember the name of but he was a bouncer there and got noticed by one of the uh wwe folks 100 years ago the more you know and now he's and now he's drax and he's a world international superstar (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's gonna do it for our fan casting uh i think that we've cast an amazing series and i'm looking forward to our checks in the mail (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's going to do it for this episode um we had a lot of fun hope, hope hopefully you guys learned a thing or two about the bad batch and you're excited to watch it now if you were on the fence before a couple things just on our way out here remember check out our website blacksquadronpodcast.com you can find us on social media literally everywhere facebook twitter instagram black Squadron podcast check us out and then the giveaway can't forget about the kenobi legends novel giveaway by john jackson miller um, if you leave us a review uh, or review anywhere you listen to your podcast, shoot us a screenshot on any of our social media platforms and you'll be entered into the giveaway. And maybe we'll give it away on uh, May the 4th, maybe perhaps. Revenge of the 5th, who knows. But yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Todd, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, next week, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get Slade, Mari, and David back. Uh, Have the full squadron together. Yeah, the, get the whole squadron together. We'll take out some... Uh, Star Destroyer bases, you never know. <laughs> Star Killer bases. Which will be great because, you know, we'll be doing our, our big May 4th episode. So it's true. That's right around the corner and I am not financially ready for it. <laughs> no, there is so many sales, so many things coming out. It's going to be bananas. But our, our next episode is going to be the May the 4th episode. It's essentially just going to be our love letter to Star Wars. So if you guys have anything you want to input into that, shoot us something on social media and we'll include it in. But uh, for Black Squadron Podcast, I've been BP. Todd, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you in the morning. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week.